In addition to our discussion about Trigun, uh, this episode contains spoilers for Cowboy Bebop, <laughs> Assassination Classroom, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 4, uh, The Matrix Resurrections, Death Note, and Dragon Ball Super. So, there you go. your uncle's beach house episode 56 i'm jackson i'm joined by m as usual it's anime time i'm sick so it's gonna sound bad sorry uh yeah that's that's allowed um i was like we can push the podcast and you're like we just have to do them later yeah so <laughs> here when we I, are when I, do i want to do it sick or do i want to do it next week where we have all other we already have a bunch of podcasts scheduled i'd rather just do it now yeah so my voice gives out we will we will pod <laughs> that's, that's on the masthead yeah um, anyway we're here to watch the uh, second half of Trigun yeah it's uh, been you... it's been a long goddamn time when was the last time we did this I believe it was early 2020 um yeah we don't like to January June 15th 2020 I almost said January and that would have been a nightmare but Ooh. Anything that was in, like, February 2020, it may as well have been a million years ago. The break is hard. Yeah. Um, we uh, we recorded that. Um, and then, you know, normally we like to do it six months later, at least in our prior setup before we started going monthly and changing how we did it. And um, the person who requested it just never got back to us. And so we, we were just busy, so we just let it go, and we let it go for way too long. That's how This, this is how we're here, talking about the other half now, a year and a half later. Yes. And um, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, shout out to Nigel, wherever you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, I hope you enjoy this episode. If you see it in your feed, um, yeah. we didn't forget. <laughs> and uh, I hope you're having fun, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Like, you know, no, it's not a problem. It just means that it's a bit late. You know, it's fine. It's a bit, a bit. <laughs> we did, we, the thing is, it's not like we weren't doing podcasts. We just, this one just got pushed. We had a bunch of stuff to fill with. And now yeah. it's Trigun time, mm-hmm. uh, which means that we watched, uh, you know, episodes uh, 14, 14 26 through 26, yeah, of the 1998 series Trigun, 
Um, we did not watch the movie, the 2010 movie, Badlands Rumble, because we didn't, you specifically said you didn't want this to be about, like, the gap between the two things and what it is like to revisit Trigon, because that's what that episode immediately becomes when you introduce another movie. Yeah. Uh, it was going to be about the, the back half of Trigon. And I thought, well, how different can that be from the first half of Trigon? <laughs> so i saw trigun i don't know when in like the early aughts probably is when i watched trigun my um high school best friend and uh, eventual college roommate was a huge fan of trigun um and uh watched it then and i remembered even though i'd not seen anime much being stunned at how much when the plot shows up it fucking destroyed this anime and i was like man this is like how Bebop did the same thing is this just like what happens to anime like 20 episodes in a guy shows up and then the show's way worse until it peters out to an ending um and uh it turns out no just just these but then I, I, when we were revisiting i'm like maybe this time like you know seeing more anime i'm willing to just kind of roll the punches maybe i'll like it more now uh nope <laughs> I knew all I knew. All the only warning I got was that the back half of Trigun like gets weird, and I just thought that was going to be like weird world building stuff. Uh, not what actually happens, which is the so the plot of Trigun. Uh, if you remember from the first half, was uh, Vash the Stampede is like walking from town to town, causing immense damage, and is perceived as this like horrible, uh, like violent thug that leaves a you know leaves a. Uh, wreck of damage in its wake and the the insurance company have sent the uh two ladies to uh, follow him and they've become a part of uh you know they've become part of his crew as they walked around realizing that he's not that he's just a dumbass that gets involved into hijinks and while he's like a incredible sharpshooter yet pacifist situations arise to to cause the chaos around him uh and that's kind of where we were uh he had some you know tension with uh, nicholas d wolfwood uh the um the priest who had a giant crucifix that was also a gun um and is functionally uh <laughs> vash's boyfriend who will commit murder unlike vash who refuses that's true uh, uh so that's 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 the crew uh and then into this the plot intrudes which is that 108 years ago uh when the the trigun planet like began uh it began because it was like a destination for colonization from earth uh they these like ships full of sleeping people uh you know all in cryogenesis like always in this this plot uh sent out in siege ships across the galaxy uh and they came here and on that spaceship were two okay what were they (laughs) Like, they found them, right? They're, like, genetically uh, engineered? Or are they aliens? I, I was unclear. This is this is, this is is made more problematic because all the information is like, well, in the manga, they're like this, but in the anime, it's left really ambiguous. Okay, uh, so me not knowing isn't me failing to watch the show. I was like, they, they keep saying that they're monsters. Anyway, Vash and Knives, Vash's brother, unseen until now. Oh, you mean Millions Knives? <laughs> millions Knives yeah um are on this ship and they are like special monster children who are inhuman unclear if they're aliens or just genetically engineered uh to be a new thing and they're just weird guys and knives is a joker guy knives doesn't understand the point of human connection whereas trigon not trigon trigon whereas vash (laughs) (laughs) vash trigon um 
Vash does believe in love. And you know why? Because there was a girl on the ship that uh, he's you know, half a teacher. Him. He's half a teacher. Uh, he's just, it's, it's just like, it's like a normal anime. Oh, look, the, the cool milf I want to impress thing, but with more maternal overtones and less like explicitly horny because Vash yes. is too nice for that. But, but the, because this show is like super Catholic, there's no way to not read that particular like feeling as also yes. its own form of repressed horny. <laughs> but it's in a very different way to when normal anime does this kind of like relationship with a like older woman who's the imparting of all morality because it's so yeah, fucking but she Catholic literally becomes it. like, like a Mary figure to him and yes. it, it ruins his life basically. <laughs> Uh, so Knives goes full Joker mode because there are people in the ship being like really awful um, and just like cartoon anime uh, awful men uh, like uh, just being rapists and uh, violently assaulting this other woman and then uh, the ship goes to hell uh, Knives kind of like engineers more situations to make it go further to hell and kill everyone and plans to rid the universe of the filth of humanity so he literally does the fucking Lysanderoth speech so it can be as beautiful as me <laughs> it's yes. basically his entire motivation and Vash is like what the fuck have you done that for uh, the like everyone dies um who's on the ship but not the people who are in cry cryostasis so the ships land and kind of crash and oh vash- ram yeah ram ram put like fixes their like programming so they won't crash yes saving everyone so so ram sacrifices himself to save everyone but all the like adults who know what's happening are dead uh, yes. and then all the people just emerge into this new wasteland and knives and vash uh are there <laughs> and that was 108 years ago and then a hundred no like 93 years later 23 years ago from the present time they meet up again uh and uh knives kills vash's only lead uh to what happened to rem okay Uh, so i was looking up what the plants were because like i know like vaguely right like they're being used the power source that's like the secret of gun smoke is like the energy is people, but yes. magical people like Vash and uh, Knives. Uh, but all that the Trigon Wiki says is interdimensional beings. So, like, they found all these angel kids and shoved them into generators, basically. Yes. Fair enough. Um, but no, there doesn't seem to be actual, like, answers as to what that means or why they showed up. Or It says plants were invented by humans, but that doesn't really... Okay, sure, whatever. Uh, yeah. Sure. So it is unimportant to the story they're telling. It's mostly about yes. these two weird kids uh, that are not human and used by these people. And one of them decides to reject humanity, and one of them decides to be like the ultimate empathetic being and never hurt a soul. Um, and they are set on collision course. Uh, and then Knives goes, "We're the same, you and I." And Ash is like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> Lot of people. So the the gung ho guns basically one by one for the for this arc uh, come to attack uh, Vash. Um, is the so, way the so here's goes. the thing. So here's the thing. Uh, knives fucking hate him. Dirt worst, miserable, ruins the show. Legato, Blue Summers, and the Gung Ho Guns, kings, love them all. <laughs> ah, Legato, ah, Legato, yeah. Legato yeah. is so like the, the part where Legato is just like, my job is to ruin this man's life. I'm gonna fucking do it, and he succeeds. I love that. <laughs> I love that about him. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So so Legato's plan is to make uh. To break Vash, basically. Yes, uh, to make him kill someone. And he does. Uh, he fucking... He, he does. I feel like in this story, that doesn't happen enough. 
No, I was genuinely like, I was surprised that it actually happened. Uh, Vash, yeah. after all the shit in this series that goes down, a lot of people die, a lot of crazy shit goes down, Vash just fucking shoots him in the head. And it's not even like the last thing he did. It's not like, oh, now I'm a killer. He like does it, he feels bad about it, and then he's like, well, next time I'm going to choose something else, because that one fucked, fucking sucked. Yes. Um, and... The other big plot, this is a terrible way of explaining this, it's just because it's a kind of chaotic 13 episodes. Uh, other big thing is that um, they have, Vash is also a living gun, and he's like, he can turn into the bomb from Akira, the, like, do the Akira explosion without the psychic Yeah, they, get, they have angel arms. They have I always angel thought it was arms. angel arms when I watched it. They don't say that in the show, that's just always how I thought of it. Yeah, they are like realistic biblical angel arms memes. Yeah. Uh, just like a weird, chaotic flesh mass that becomes a gun on his arm. I was just thinking of Cody and Cambry the whole time because that's that. But oh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I, um, I don't, for some reason, it makes me think of yeah. like like DMC and Bayonetta kind of stuff. Yes, that's a more accurate thing. I just happen to think of that because of the weird media yeah, journey no. I've got on the last couple of years. Fair uh, but yes, he has a he has a secret gun arm and can explode because that's the, the power. It's different than his mechanical secret gun arm. To be yes. clear, <laughs> because his other arm is a is a robot like Luke Skywalker arm that turns into a gun, but that's no. different than uh, the life ring was revolving when my yes. arm like splits apart and generates energy. <laughs> this is like a mythical power, and he basically yeah. just becomes a bomb. Yeah, uh, and knives also has this power. Or at one point, um, it explodes, and it like pierces the moon. Uh, at which point, the insurance company declare him to be the first human act of God. <laughs> It's incredible. That part's great. The insurance company always delivers. Because, um, uh, yeah, that part's great. Uh, and after after that, like, um, he goes and lives in the... He goes to, like, a just a, a town. He just goes to, like, a western arc for a bit where he retires and grows old with a kid. But it just happens over the course of about six weeks, I guess. Yeah. Um, his, his hair gets uh, way worse. It's literally the, like, oh, I've been hiding out for 20 years and my past comes back to haunt me, but in the timeline of a weekly anime show. <laughs> yes. Um, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the two main plots are Nicholas D. Wolfwood and uh, Vash are kind of, like, together in this last stretch. Uh, Nicholas is more willing to do violence uh, and has a dark night of the soul protecting Vash, uh, killing a child that is just a demon from the gung-ho guns. Uh, yeah. So not actually different from killing everyone, anyone else, which is Nicholas's point. Uh, but to Vash, he just shot a kid in front of him. Yeah, I was like, he was gonna totally Kingdom Hearts redeem himself in front of you, and you shot him in the face. Um, and then uh, uh, Nicholas dies in probably my favorite episode in the series, where he just like actually has like a full on deathbed Catholic crisis of faith. It's incredible. Yes. Um, and uh, resolves to impart the lessons for how Vash can be better, and then Vash goes on, uh, kills the Gato, and then comes face to face with knives. Uh, and you, you forgot the part where Wolfwood's revealed to be one of the Gung Ho guns, but it doesn't actually really matter. That much. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, like Wolfwood was like following him all along because he was yes. like the assassin plan. Um, yes, but Vash won him over. That part's so generic that it barely registers as mattering. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he does but... also sleep with Millie. Uh, Yes, he does sleep with Millie. Which, um, uh, get it, girl. I <laughs> uh, Millie is literally one of the all-time anime girls. Just, like, straight yes. up. One of the best characters in anything. I love her so much. Yeah. Uh, and then he uh, just deals with knives. And, um, you know, they, they have their fight. And I guess Vash wins. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, he's the one who stands up and walks away with the knives. Bo- knives is still alive at the end, but yes. shot full holes um, um, and drags him away. And it doesn't doesn't does not pick up from after that. That's just uh, just where we end. Yeah. Uh, and that's that's the show. That's Trigum. Weird yeah. summary for a weird series. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's so strange because like. Going back to him, I'm like, yeah, I love Ash, and I love all these misadventures, and I knew it was coming. And when it came, it was as bad as I remembered. I forgot, much like Sephiroth, Knives actually isn't in a lot of it. He just, the memory of Knives travels a long way in the story. There's a point where they do the flashback, but Knives hasn't shown up yet. And I'm like, is wait, is Knives the god? Are they the same guy? And <laughs> no, that becomes clear eventually. But without like remembering the show, it was so weird watching it become the like the most generic anime plot ever. Yeah. What if there was a guy who thought that friendship was pointless, and there was another guy who thought that my friends are my power? The part that I don't like specifically about it here is that like we're showing them as like the two, like literally like two sides of the same coin. They're they're like they might not be twins, but they look very similar in the way they're they're as kids. Um, and one of them got like the affection of the of the woman, like the mother figure, and one of them perceived things as they were, and but not in any like way that like is interesting. Just like oh, for, because I saw badness, I must exterminate all humanity. And that's like because I was shown one kindness, all people must be good. Um, and it's just so like narrow and simplistic in a story that like. Otherwise, because it's lifting not from, like, anime tropes and Catholic mythology, but instead, like, spaghetti westerns, is full of a bunch of shades of gray, even within its, like, very goofy, like, pastiche. Um, It's about, like, violence is meted out for a lot of reasons, and some of them are more valid than others, and the answer often lies on who's doing the shooting and how they think about it at any given moment, not any real reality. Um, And I think all that stuff really works, but then you find this cartoon evil man who forces your your hero into, like, the position of goodness, and I think it hurts both of them a lot. If, if, like, there was a better, like, philosophical underpinning of why Knives is like this, I think it would just be a better show. Yeah, Knives is just an element that just is unnecessary and doesn't work. I hated every scene he's in. He made every scene worse. I like completely ruined the show, but not in a way that is like ruined the scenes he's not in. Right? I still really like all the characters. I still like the hangout scenes. It just has a bad plot at the center of it. But it's not the kind yes. of bad plot where like there's many shows that turn bad and it like poisons the rest of the show. Yeah, um, and this doesn't. This is. I, I still mostly enjoyed it. Just half the scenes, I was like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, this fucker's back. God damn it. Um, because generally speaking, I really liked all the stuff with Vash and Wolfwood. Um, I I like most of the like should I should I kill moral stuff. Uh, because yeah. this is the thing I liked about Trigon before is that that's a thing. It's a generic plot point, and not just anime, but like all fucking fiction is. Yes, is does killing make you as bad as the other guy, the bad guy? Um, and the knife stuff does play it like that, but the rest of Trigon doesn't because it's like. Vash has no interest in whether killing makes you worse than someone, right? He doesn't, like, not hang out with Wolfwood because he's doing murders. He he just thinks death is bad. And it's entirely about the, like, act of carrying it out. It has nothing to do with the morality of the other person in some kind of binary, or whether there's, like, a cost that's worth paying to violence. It is a purely philosophical reaction to, like, I don't like taking life as a thing that you make me do. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just, like, an interesting way to frame it that uh, I just think is much stronger than the more generic, is it right to do violence to make your the, the world better? And I do think the show has been very good in every other instance of showing that, like, 
even though Vash makes that choice that doesn't automatically make every like situation resolve positively or inspire everyone else to not do violence right like he's not yes. like a a monk spreading pacifism through the the old west like there's because he doesn't fight other motherfuckers have to pick up guns that otherwise would not have to yes um and uh like the show's very clear about like there's a there's a real human cost in vash being like this and i think that stuff's like genuinely pretty good yeah no i mean my, my favorite episode of the show is the one where wolfwood dies and mm-hmm. it's like all about that uh, the scene of him just they just do it they, he takes his crucifix into a literal church and dies kneeling on it uh, i think my favorite it's it's like across like two episodes i think i my favorite thing is the um when they go on to the the, sh- the ship with all the like refugees the like yes. one guy who doesn't like vash i think that character is like incredible in this mm-hmm. story yes because he's just like you show up and you're, you're you know like all the women think you're cool because you're like a cute blonde anime boy and uh you, you've got skills but you never fucking use them to help us yes uh that bit's really cool um, yeah all the stuff with the like floating city and everyone's like vash you just you just brought like summoned monsters to this place and half of us are dead now yeah um and it's a bad time. It's a bad time for everyone. Yeah. Which we, but I mean, we even see in that episode, like, that ship is staying afloat because it has a, you know, one of these beings inside the, you know, generator. Yes. Like, all of this, all of this is still, like, being powered by these human beings that they've, or, you know, these beings they've created and leashed to these engines, which is its own, like, eye-rolly sci-fi plot. But the show's not about it to the point where I don't really care to, like, it's not worth, like, reflecting on. Because they seemingly don't want to reflect on, like, is all, is all of human, it's not like a materials argument that all of human success is built on the foundations of cruelty. Like, no one ever talks about it that way. It just is like kind of what's happening. It's mostly there to set up the like rivalry between knives and uh, Vash. Yeah. Um, because like a different version of this plot is about uncovering the truth of the seed ships, um, and that's a much worse show. <laughs> yes, that is every JRPG. Hmm. God, it really is. <laughs> yeah. I probably my thing with Legato is one I think Legato is kind of cool, but also he's voiced by Toshi Koseki, who's uh, Le Crusade right now. So you know, I just like that motherfucker. He's ridiculous. Um, yeah, he is ridiculous. Yeah, going back to this, being like, oh, that's just Le Crusade, right? Going back to this, and he's like, right, he has a gayus, um, and he just he literally just has a fucking gayus eye and can make anyone do anything. It's true. Uh, he does. And then later in the, the the other episode, there's the other lady with the other eye that's just that Rolo's gaze. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck's happening here? Yeah, the part where a bunch of weirdos show up with magical superpowers, uh, I love that shit. Like, I'm like, oh, Akatsuki's here. It really is like that. <laughs> um, then they stop coincidentally being the Code Geass powers after that, but the, there is a bit where it's just like, hey, by the way, you remember Rolo from a show from the, actually like a decade later? Well, guess yeah. what? You got him, you got the guy who uses a bunch of puppets, like literally from Naruto. Yep. Uh, you've got a fucking crazy sniper with an enormous sniper rifle. Love that every time. Doesn't matter where it is. I'll, I'll pop for that. When you think about the sniper rifle and we say the words enormous sniper rifle, bigger. Bigger. But like <laughs> bigger. the gun itself is not bigger, just the barrel. Yes. It's like 
it's like a segmented barrel that like unfurls like an elephant's trunk, but if an elephant's trunk was three times longer. <laughs> yes. It's like a regular sniper rifle, but just like a propped up barrel on, you know, those legs that the sniper barrels are, but there's like yes. 18 of them. Yeah, there's like a centipede's amount of them as this thing <laughs> yes. unrolls. It's like oh. it's like if Junji Ito drew a sniper rifle. So good. <laughs> yes. Then uh, there's the guy with a saxophone. Yeah, I love him. Skullgirls. <laughs> yes. The gung-ho guns are just uh, amazingly stupid concepts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, They're fun. That guy's named Mid-Valley the Horn Freak. <laughs> Incredible names. I feel like Mid-Valley the Horn Freak. Yeah, when, like, you know, it's just like a bunch of, like, oh, here's a bunch of mid-bosses to fight. But, like, that's a great premise for an anime. Plenty of anime have just survived on that for ages. Um, not here to complain about that. They introduced the knife stuff so much earlier than I would have expected. To the point mm-hmm. where we get to, like, episode 16, I'm like, how the fuck are there ten episodes left of this? And it's dealing with all the gung-ho guns one by one, which is just, uh-huh. you know, classic anime storytelling. There's a new guy. you got to fight him. Yeah. And it's always, like, some ingenious plan, or, uh, luck. Yeah. Or both. Uh. It's good. The other, like, running, not really plot, but the running, um, theme of these episodes are Vash, like, constantly trying to do the, like, I must go on alone, it's too dangerous thing, and failing at it, like, more and more every time he tries it. (laughs) Yeah, except for the very end where they're like, oh, damn, it's the final episode, he's gotta go off and die. And then they're like, don't worry, he's a protagonist, he'll be back. Which is not necessarily true, but seemingly is this time. They literally do the same shot as in Bebop when um, Faye does that with Spike. Yeah. Uh, and it's just done totally very different, because while they have a very similar, like, they're both Western-inspired, this far more, uh, but they both have that in their uh, DNA, and they're both about bounty hunters and they both kind of have the same overarching plot they could not be more different tonally and vash and spike couldn't be more different protagonists yes um but yeah it's weird because like uh, you know i've always like it, this often gets compared to bebop in the, the same way in which like a protagonist who's the foil for the hero or uh, an antagonist shows up in like a lot of people don't enjoy that part of the story very much, but it knives is so much more central to the plot of Trigun than spy than uh, vicious is to everything going on in Bebop. Vicious is in five episodes of Cowboy Bebop, mm-hmm. um, and they're like spread out. Like he's in that one at the start, and the- when he's not there, no one gives a shit other than Spike, who cares too much, right? Like, no, the, the- it's not like it's not like Jet and Faye are like caring about Vicious ever. Uh, the entire plot of of this revolves around Knives and Knives's machinations towards Vash. Yeah, it's because then it it's not like the when Andy shows up, it's also secretly related to Vicious somehow. <laughs> God, what it was though? <laughs> well, that's Trigun. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Man, Andy versus Vash, where's that? <laughs> Let's finally get down to the crossovers that matter in anime. Hell yes. God. Um, but yeah. It, uh, so, like, the... um. The insurance ladies, like, they're following around for a while, and then he leaves, and then he, you know, goes to that town and uh, goes through the generic Western plot of being the secret hero they don't know about with different Oh, hair. I love that they just go back to work. Like, they're just like, we're back at the office now, because Vash disappeared, so. Vash disappeared, yep. Yeah. Uh, and they, they're they not allowed to work with Vash anymore, because the insurance company, like, he, it doesn't count. We cannot insure him. We, it doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. Not nothing to do with us anymore. 
uh, and then eventually they follow on their own uh, on their own time. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm really curious what the movie. I don't actually know anything about the movie. I know the manga went on like for a long. The manga went on to like 2007. Is probably like just much more stuff happening in it. But I'm curious what that movie is. Well, the manga um, finished in 1997, and then had there was a sequel manga that went on to 2007. Oh, okay. So I imagine the manga Trigun ends where this anime does, and then Trigun Maximum is whatever happens after this. Okay. Um. I, I don't. I don't know. That's just my guess. I didn't. I didn't look into. Yeah, it. but if we just get Vash and Millie and Meryl having adventures again, I'd watch that. That sounds fine. I assume that's what the movie is. Yeah. Um, because tragically, Nicholas cannot be participating in these adventures if it's a sequel. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it could just be like the Kabuto movie, movie in the middle, but that'd be uh, great too. I'm fine with that shit. Yeah. You tell me, Madhouse made a Kabuto movie in 2010? Sure. Fucking let's go. Yeah, I don't know. I will watch it now that we're done with this. Um, yeah. Not immediately. We've got too much else going on at the moment. Yeah, but like it'll show up in a, like a segment one of GGP probably. Yeah, in like six months. Yeah. One of us will watch it and then the other one will watch it and be like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, Trigun. It was good. They didn't play the song. Uh, They got to play the song. They got to yeah, play the they song. They don't have to. Anime, I feel like anime more than most is like just willing to let their big songs go and it's a shame. They don't play Cruel Angel's Thesis once in the rebuilds. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's fucked up. It's fucking weird. Yeah. Um, not that they need to, I guess, but it's just it's just weird that they don't with all the other stuff going on. Oh, look, I don't, I'm not even like the biggest Cruel Angel's Thesis fan, um, and I am an Utani Karu fan, but like they could have replaced one of her songs with Cruel Angel's Thesis, and it, it would have been better for, to do that. Yes. Um I, I just don't understand sometimes. And not in like a bad way. It's just like a different approach. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was, like I said, it was a disappointing second half in some respects, but in many ways I was glad at how much I didn't. Uh, I still liked all the scenes that weren't about knives, which is a diminishing amount of them as the show goes on. Uh, yeah. Like that one episode that's all flashback is truly terrible. That's a terrible episode. It really is. You're the bit wrong. where they're looking up at the fucking uh, apple being like, this will be on New Eden. And I'm like, boo, shut up. What are you it's doing? It's so bad. It's so bad. Um, one of the reasons I think that um, I didn't particularly like the like back area of uh, Assassination Classroom is the reveals on Koro-sensei remind me a lot of this. <laughs> okay. I also thought <laughs> when, Kuros- when like... Uh, oh, Koro-sensei's a hot guy from a lab, and he's the dying wish of the lady who has to... Sorry, spoilers for the assassination classroom. Um, I was trying to not be explicit. <laughs> uh, well, yes. I mean, it's, 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 it, by bringing it up, it's kind of explicit. It's the same fucking episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's slightly better in the assassination classroom, but not much. No one's like, oh, you know what my favorite bit of assassination classroom is? What if there was, like, a purple Koro-sensei who was evil and just liked to do sicko shit? There, there's an, there's loads of, there's the, um, that's the fucking, that's his friend. Hmm? No, I don't know. What? Okay, I'm just about to spoil Assassination Classroom, but do you remember the reveal in Assassination Classroom where his friend, the, like, quiet girl, is revealed to have been that the whole time? A purple Koro-sensei? No, she's got the tentacles in the back of her head, but she's not purple. Oh, right. Shit. I, for- I did completely forget about that. 
But it is like a crazy That's not reveal. what I meant, though, because she's not like a Knives. <laughs> no, but she is like the same. She has the same powers and his, his philosophical, uh, like, opposite. But just after three episodes, immediately becomes like subsumed into Kurosaki's friends. <laughs> into he's just friends, Goku. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know what? Fair enough. I'm going to have to go back to the start of this episode and be like, you're not going to believe me, <laughs> <laughs> but there are spoilers for Assassination Classroom in this episode. Uh, strange things happen sometimes, I don't know to tell you. Yep. I was going to say something and I totally fucking forgot what it was. Oh, the one thing I will say about the knife stuff is he does bring out a bunch of cool images of Vash looking like a badass, which I always appreciate. The bit where he's like walking to his showdown and he's got the glasses on and he's got the cross over his back. It's fucking sick is the thing. Um, it's You know what's cool in all things ever? <laughs> when someone's carrying a giant cross and wearing sunglasses. Well, no, because um, I've seen the end of Ghost in the Shell second gig. Oh, um, yeah, fair enough. I'm always thinking about Bato getting the crucifix shot for, like, picking up some rubble. One of the most batshit things I've seen in pieces of anime imagery ever. Like, what is happening? Um, I just meant uh, when a protagonist of something has, like, inherited uh, his dead a rival's weapon. weapon. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's great. Extremely plot important when he, like, brings it up at the end to finally uh, defeat Knives. I love it. Uh, you, they, okay, so as much as I think the duel with knives is kind of dumb, uh, yeah. because it's the most generic, like, they're equally matched, they're the same, uh, to a point of just, like, comedy, where they, they're just doing, it's basically the fucking mirror sequence from, the uh, thing. Like the one thing movie. I thought was weird about it is, like, Vash is, like, falling apart, like, he's, like, trembling every time they, they, they interact, but, like, knives is too, and what is that about? Like, I wish the show had taken some time to explain what, like, why would knife seems like a guy who's like ready to die if it happens? He's like, oh, finally, Vash stepped up. But but when he's confronted with it, he's like afraid, and I want to know what that is. Why? Why is it like that? Um, I just assume for generic knives wants to be the best reasons, and also hates Vash. Yeah, I don't Vash know. Is it like is it like stuff time? in the manga that didn't get adapted? Like I have no fucking idea. I don't know. Knives is such because a knives is not a character but... in the show, right? Mm-hmm. I did not read that as like necessarily an inconsistency because I thought the character was so poorly drawn. I didn't say it was inconsistency. I was just like, this is weird. Why is it like this? I would like some information. I wish they had made a character for me to care about. No, instead he's a joker from like four, three seconds into his introduction. Yeah. Uh, the shots where he's like, his face disappears into silhouette and he just like becomes weird joker eyes are too much. Yeah. I do like that he spends most of his time upside down as a torso. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that bit is pretty funny. <laughs> that's that's uh, Sephiroth in the in the North Cave to me. <laughs> yes. Uh, I do also find funny that like loads of people just somehow survive Vash's explosion only to get immediately killed by Legato and Knives on their own team. This yes. happens like three times. Yes. Double, double yeah i i also just don't like this like i don't like i don't like virgil dmc like i just don't like this kind of character so like you i think you could in theory do the work to make me like that character i'm sure one of them exists that i, uh, I actually enjoy but i can't think of one off the top of my head i just just an archetype i don't like i mean you're gonna have to be more specific because i'm like you, you don't just mean rival right because like sasuke is no i mean like specifically like often a brother or a twin but like a mirror image that's chosen the the, the like nihilistic path liquid snake 
You know, I what? mean, the thing is, I, I like Liquid Snake because he loses and becomes a ghost arm, and that's great. <laughs> I like the Cam Clark's performance of Liquid Snake. Yeah, I do actually think like, that Liquid Snake is the least when interesting Liquid part of Metal Snake Gear. Liquid Snake stands on Rex and goes, "You enjoy all the killing." It's stupid. Like it's laughable because Cam Clark's a ham. Uh, but like I've watched the Japanese version, and I'm just like, okay, yeah, he's he's saying some shit that is dumb and untrue. The Patrick King, but then he becomes the... a ghost arm. <laughs> yes, I live on through this arm. <laughs> no, you're right because yes, in Metal Gear, like my. I was always disappointed in MGS4 for many, many, many reasons, but one of them is that I don't give a fuck about what happens to Liquid. Like, the rivalry between Liquid and Snake is not the, like, driving force of Metal Gear, it's the Patriots. Yeah. Um, and it is cool when he shuts down all those things on the boat, though. That bit's cool. It'd yes. Cool if they got the right guy to voice him, but whatever. Yes. <laughs> uh, Guns of the Patriots. But yes, that's another one of these. I'm trying to think, yeah, is there any one of these that I like? Because you're right, it's usually a brother slash metaphorical twin of some kind that has just yeah. given up on humanity i like wario but that's because there's no story there wait agent smith oh yeah no i i do like agent smith um, fair enough I that might thought, be the one i thought of that because not only is do i like agent smith just generally uh yeah. the stuff they did in the new one with smith is like weird and really interesting concept in yeah yeah I'm, I'm, i would like to know where they take it if they do more like it's a great first step towards something more um mm-hmm. Yeah, adding to the adding to the spoiler list, Matrix <laughs> Resurrections. <laughs> okay, so we got the Matrix Resurrections, Assassination Bebop, Classroom, Assassination Classroom, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> well, we see how we get there with Kevin Bebop. That one, I feel like people aren't going to be confused. Yeah. God. Yeah, it, it is generally speaking a rivalry. I don't like because even. Because, I mean, you bring up Sephiroth, right? But Sephiroth wasn't this in 7, but then is no. this in Remake. Like, literally is. And he's much worse for it. I fucking <laughs> yes, hate this no. version of Sephiroth, yeah. Because in Advent Children in Remake, he's just this exact archetype. And it's like, what the fuck? He wasn't he wasn't actually anything like this before. What happened here? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a kind of boring archetype that mm-hmm. often narrows the themes of whatever's going on. Yeah. This is why... Um, death note works so well because like light and l are two sides of the same coin but they aren't like they are they didn't grow up together and like choose different paths or anything just two people who circumstances and actions have thrown into like cohabitation (laughs) yes which is a much better way of doing this idea is just have two people who are the same but like fundamentally have this one big difference uh beating their heads together forever. also and everyone says this is okay adding to the list here um, everyone says it's the bad part of death note but maybe i would like knives if he banged his head and then for six episodes was just a fun guy <laughs> <laughs> oh this this fucking this fucking weird arc where knives and vash double date with meryl and millie go on a fucking ferris wheel together everyone hates that that death note art because they're like oh the rivalry stops but every single series needs like six episodes in the middle where the villain and the hero who are at each other's throats like one of them forgets their identity and they just become bros because they love each other <laughs> dragon ball z just does this without the uh without the amnesia it's just like oh, we're just now. <laughs> is that why dragon ball z is still the best anime yeah yeah what if you just what if you just stop being evil and like join my extended family and they're like, okay, fine, I guess. <laughs> I guess you beat me up enough that that's my option. I like that that's the plot of like that's so many anime. It's so generic at this point, but uh they all fade. Dragon Ball's been doing this for 50, 30, 50 years. Thirty years, and we'll continue for hopefully many years longer. 
Yeah. No one commits to the bit as much. (laughs) The number of villains that haven't been reformed through Dragon Ball is, (laughs) like, two? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to make make my guess. Do they reform Frieza? I assume not. It's still in the air. <laughs> the like maybe maybe we can do something with Frieza as like an ongoing plot point in Dragon Ball like now. <laughs> he is the like the The answer was the answer was no for a long time, but super open that box and was like, you know, wouldn't it be <laughs> fucked up if <laughs> I have to watch Dragon Ball. <laughs> Like, you leave Goku on his own too long with too many people's, like, success stories, and he goes, what if? Now, hear me out. What if What if I went to hell and was like, we really need your help. And Frieza's like, I'm going to be Emperor of the Universe again if you fucking let me out of this prison once. And he's like, well, okay, but, like, I can stop you, I think. So let's do it anyway. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I love that Frieza just isn't like, no, no bullshit here. He's like, what? What's happening? Great. Uh, okay, Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how much more do we have? Because um, no, I don't. I don't have anything. We're just goofing now. We're just goofing now. Uh, the, uh, the thing is, like, this show's worth watching. Like, the the plot yeah. is bad, but like, the rest of it's really fun. And uh, soundtrack's great. And Vash is just an all time anime guy. And Millie's an all time anime girl. And it's good. I mean, just generally speaking, one of the best like casts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. In terms of, you know, uh, even um, uh, what's the other lady's name? The one who's not Millie. The, the Meryl. actual Meryl. Meryl. Uh, she's great too. As much as she kind of gets yeah, short I mean, she's by like she's like a straight man so she doesn't have a lot to do but yes. she's good uh good yeah and um, you know uh there's much more of it in the first half but the first half was so good just like these two insurance ladies following this moron around amazing premise what a silly yeah. show because yep. uh, the first episode of, of this block before knife shows up is still that like they um oh there's like a deed for these people's house Oh god, uh, right, this episode. But they gotta deal with and so like Millie and Meryl uh show up as bodyguards and they like protect them, but Vash refuses to go along and is sent back, but is like secretly in the shadows making the shot. <laughs> uh, it's so silly. It's pretty good. Yeah. Also, there's like giant people uh in that gang. Yeah. It's just a wacky show. It's it gets yeah. weird in more ways than um you know the plot gets generic and we've talked about that but the world building is just weird it's just a weird space that trigon yeah. takes place in yeah for sure uh yeah do you recommend even if i'm you know we're down on this half mostly mm-hmm. so still glad we i was able to revisit it and uh confirm that i didn't i wasn't completely wrong about everything i thought when i was young and uh show's still pretty good vash the stampede that's him. The 60 billion, uh, was it double dollar man? Yeah. Double, double dollar man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so next time, uh, in February, uh, probably, you know, around the same time in the month, we are going to be watching Bacano, uh, which is, uh, 16 episodes. Uh, we're going to have a uh, time and patience back to, uh, walk through that, which is always a great time. So Woo-hoo! yeah, I don't know what's after that. So we'll have to figure that out, but. It's on a sheet somewhere. We have an answer, but we don't know. Yeah, but like I haven't talked to that person, so I have no idea what it is. Yep. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that because that's one that I've uh, heard people really like. Um, it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for listening, everyone. Um, yeah. See you next time with more 
uh, <laughs> anime shenanigans. You can find me at headfallsoff at twitter.com uh, if you want to see my posts. And you can find the other podcast that me and I do out of normalmapping.com. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. You can support all of our work at patreon.com slash normalmapping. For $1, you get the Great Gundam Project. I f- feel like you probably know about that. We're watching Gundam Seed and uh, Voltez 5. Uh, one of those is fun, and one of those is kind of weird and unstable right now, but uh, you can probably guess which one's which by reputation. Um, for $5, you get blockbusters. Once a month, we sit down and pick apart a Hollywood movie. Uh, we recently did The Last Samurai. Next month, we are doing... What did we decide on? Oh, Ready Player One. God damn it. Um, you did this. Um, people I did were in the Discord no, were like, oh, who? The, fun choice. All you. This, if it, yeah, if it goes no, bad, it's on you. It's on. It's actually Autumn's fault. Um, and uh, for $10, <laughs> you get Blockbuster. Or not Blockbuster. Uh, VoIP Life for every two weeks. We sit down and have a great time. Uh, last time we did a quiz on the years in which video games take place. And then, because uh, you were on British time. I want to announce here, British time is over. Thank God. <laughs> British time is cancelled. Jackson's back on American time. Uh, uh, we had our friend Nora come through and me and Nora just talked about video games for a while. It was great. It's just chill. Gamer hours. Gamer hours. I guess hours. I didn't entirely episode that, but like that's just how I thought of it. Gamer hours. Uh, um, but that's everything. Thank you, everybody, for your support. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. I know this one was kind of short, but you know, there isn't. The second half of all these is always like a struggle, and especially when you don't have a guest. Like, what, no, are, we, what are we gonna? That's why we switched to like just doing them one a month for yeah. the whole shows because yeah. it, it is, uh, you know. Yeah. But with no one, with with no guest, uh, we're just like let's finish trying again. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Yeah.